Welcome to Connemara Ponytails, a new series of interviews giving you an insider's view on all things related to the Connemara Pony. We'll be having lighthearted chats with breeders, writers, producers, and Connemara enthusiasts who'll share their stories. We hope you enjoyed this free series, and please share with your friends and family. Welcome to Connemara Ponytails. My name is Lucinda Kelly and I'm hosting a great chat today focused on the buying and selling of Connemara ponies. With me, I have Porik Hainu from Clifton and Connemara. Porik is the manager of the Clifton Pony Sales and breeder of the lovely Locked Fada ponies. Joanne Hannigan is based in Dublin and is the owner of Cavalot Sport Horses. She's a keen interest in Connemara ponies and has clients all over the world that regularly buy from her. Joanne, Porik, welcome and thanks for joining me. Thank you. Good evening. So, Porik, it would be great if you could just introduce yourself and maybe just give us a bit of a background and to the listeners who might not know you and what you do, um, who might be very interested in the Clifton sales. Yeah, no problem. Porik Hing is my name from Clifton. Um, I'm the manager of the Clifton Pony Sales. We'll actually be 30 years in August selling ponies in Clifton. First sale was the evening of the show. Um, August 1990. Um, and actually, sorry, Pork, and who actually set up, who decided to set up the first sale? The owners of the livestock sales yard, John Sweeney and Maliki King. Okay. And um, they just came up with the idea. And I suppose Clifton show was on. You know, it would be a good time to have a sale that evening. And um, so it, it, it was a runner and it was successful. And it took off from there. And um, I was there at the first sale and I'm still there. We've seen a lot of ups and downs in the Connemara Pony prices. Seen some very highs and some very lows. And they've taken off again. And last year was a good year. And it was kind of a steady rise. And the sale over us now in February was a good sale. And we were looking forward to a good year, I think, for ponies and prices in general until what happened to the coronavirus but here we are at the moment anyway but and what's um, just on 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 the you know that you're saying the last year or two has been good what do you think is growing interest in the sale and why why are the sales prices and maybe numbers picking up is is social media helping a lot or what do you think it is uh social media we see social media would be helping yeah Uh, i think it's more and more people around the world looking to buy conamara ponies get into them buy one Mm -hmm. for their child buy a few to produce, to sell, buy a few mares to breed Connemaras. Um, there just seems to be more and more new buyers coming to Clifton from all over, um, not just from a couple of countries now, but from a lot of countries. And we'd have a lot of people buying at the sale who would be selling them on to people again in faraway countries. So they're just, there's something about the Connemara pony, as we all know, and there's something that attaches when people get one, they kind of want another one and so on and so forth. And they're great for children. And so it's, I think it's just taken off that way. And um, it's good. It's very good at the moment, really. You know, it's a pity about and the what, virus. Um, of course, it's such a pain. But what, so, so it started off with a lot of Irish buyers back when it was set up. And then I assume there were a lot of UK buyers. But where, what other markets, Porig, are you seeing growth in? Or where, where are we seeing the new type of international buyers coming from? Yeah, I would have started with Irish, yes, right, yeah, and English coming over. 
and buying one or two or one for themselves or their child or the uh, oversized pony for an adult. But then we had, um, we seemed to have an influx there a while back of buyers from France and numbers in France got very high and Germany and Holland. And then you'd have trickle from other countries in maybe Belgium a few times and a few to Austria and a few to Switzerland, smaller numbers. And then you go up to Sweden. Sweden is a great country for buying ponies and buying jumping ponies. Yeah. Denmark. So you're quite a few Spanish as well. That's right. That's right. I'm forgetting about our Spanish really? friends. Really? The Spanish yeah. are getting into them? They are, yeah. Our Spanish friends have came a few times to us now. And, you know, from Clifton to near Barcelona is a long way, but it seems to be working. So I think in America is a long way and South Korea is a long way. We saw them in South Korea yeah. as well a few years ago. So that was a different enterprise. It wasn't really a sale thing. It was bought around the country for them. But yeah. but they're just taken off. They're taken off and um, there's just a kind the of a history with them. And yeah. The ponies yeah. are adapting to each country in the weather and the climate. That's right, Joanne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Their temperament, so I think, is bringing them a long way. Before we go into sort of 2020 and plans with sales, actually, Joanne, sorry, it might be good for you to introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about you and we can go back to the, the Clifton sales. Hi, I'm Joanne Hannigan from Cavalot Sport Horses up in Dublin, so quite away from Connemara. Um, we are quite close to Dublin Port and also the airport, so it's great base for sales of the Connemara pony. Um I can get them from Connemara to me and then they don't have so far to go to the other modes of transport then further out to the other countries. Um, myself and my husband started um, going back in August 2013. We headed down to Connemara Pony Sales down in Clifton as part of our honeymoon. And that's where it all began. I no way. Connemara Pony yep, on my honeymoon. And it all just started from there. So I sold him on and we have been back to every sale since. We haven't missed a sale now since then. Um, we also buy from like private sellers as well. But mostly, it's for, a lot of the time, it's from Clifton sales. Is that that's still a big part of your purchasing when the sales are on? You go out? It is. Um, it is. We had... We, we head to Clifton four times a year and then we buy in between each sale as well just to kind of okay. uh, keep keep numbers up in the yard. So, but Clifton is where we head every every sale that's on. And Port, sorry, just going back to you and back to the, the Clifton for this year and in light of COVID, what, what, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah, uh, we, we, our May sale is, would have been on today. <laughs> actually today and tomorrow oh, um, so that is cancelled and we met a few times with John and Maliki recently about it and we sort of didn't know what exactly we should do next or when we should have a sale or try to have a sale or what so I think we've done what most people do we talk to the people involved the buyers sellers the Department of Agriculture our auctioneers our helpers and we kind of came up with this idea now that we're going to just go straight now on to August. I will ask, well, if you look at the roadmap from the government as well, 10th of August, I think is the last time. So we kind of said we'd let all that happen so that everything is up and running and you'd have accommodation, you'd have everything like that. So we're going to stick with our dates that we have in August, even though the show isn't going ahead this year. The show would be on Thursday and Friday, and we are always mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday. 
we're still going to go now with the Saturday and Sunday, the 22nd and 23rd of August. So we're um, taking entries for that now, and that's what we're working towards. Uh, we spoke with the Department of Agriculture, and we'll have to do a couple of things in relation to social distancing. But apart from that, they are clear for us to have a sale. All going well. Yeah, that's Sorry. brilliant. And is there are there are there measures that have to be put in place, Porig, based on new rules or anything? Are there? I mean, is social there anything else to think about, the, like social, live streaming? Yeah, well, we thought about that. Then we said, you know, we should maybe put in live streaming so that some people won't need to come. That's just maybe interested in looking rather than buying or selling. That you know, they can it will be a help to them anyway by having it live live streamed. They won't have to travel to Clifton for that if they're only kind of lookers, we'll say anyway. And then also some buyers that mightn't be able to make it can ha- see it live streamed and they can call in on the phone and do bids and buy that way. We do that all the time anyway. But we're also thinking about an online bidding package as well that can be put in so that people can bid online as well as the auction being in place. It'll take a bit of tweaking, but... Um, yeah, it's a little bit like the model that the cattle are being sold at the moment, except for the cattle at the moment yes. are being sold in March without anybody there. It's all online, guys on their phones and computers at home and in their stands outside and whatever. But the, the, the trick will be to be able to have it running with a live auction as well. So when the auctioneer is there in Clifton and the pony is in the sales ring and the buyers are around the ring that's present, there also can be people bidding against them at home. So that's Another thing we're gotcha. looking at, whether it'll be up and running for August or not, I don't know. The live streaming will definitely be up for the August sale. And going forward, we'll have it anymore. For listeners wanting to find out more, do they keep an eye on the website, Connemara Pony Sales? Is that yeah, the and the website? Facebook. I, I find Facebook is good for getting it out to people. Now, we have a, a text um, for buyers as well and for people involved we send kind of bulletins if there's anything like we did recently there in relation to having sales um so it hits them quicker if they don't see social media or facebook every day but um facebook i find good for alerts like that like we're taking entries now at the moment we had some entries for the may sale a majority of them have stay, stood on for the august sale some we returned the entries to them again because they might want to sell somewhere else or whatever change their mind about selling now but we so we have about 150 of the may entries and we've got about 30 in the last couple of days so we're starting to get into numbers mm-hmm. now so it's good it's good so if we have 400 maybe run two days and um if we have more we might run three days we'll see but we just That's take pretty that as good. A number. yeah yeah now there will be a social distancing plan in place we'll have to do that um there have to be a bit of help from the buyers and sellers on the day with that. But apart from that, then it should run more or less as per the normal sales. And we may take a bit less of ponies on the day. So that we wouldn't go on as late and there mightn't be as much, um, uh, the tightness and the, the yard may not be as full. So we think that might Get be helped as well. So. And Joanne, I hope out of we, interest. Joanne will be down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thinking, Joanne, if if you, as an example, didn't make it down and you still want to buy, and I would assume your interest might be more around the ponies broken and riding, is there anything that um, you would like to see? So, for example, for me, Porik, from what you're saying, I think I saw that platform for the livestock and the cow is in the pen, which is fine maybe for a cow and it's about the breeding. I don't know anything about cattle, but say I was looking, or Joanne, you're looking to buy a four or five-year-old. Um, I suppose 
is there enough? If you can't make it down, is there enough in that just seeing it or would you want to be, I wonder, is there a way that, you know, there's videos in advance so people can see them or have you any thoughts on that? I personally would want to be there in front of the pony because I sell a lot of my ponies, most of them through videos out to foreign clients. And I have to know that the pony is, um, and I I prefer myself as my clients are buying them. See, for me, I prefer to buy them um, and hands on and I can check them all over 100%. But that's just myself. As a as a buyer to sell on, I have to see them in person. Get you because you're standing by them. But for for other people, there I suppose it's it's probably easier for the young stock with that way. But maybe with the 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 ridden or the broken and riding, they they might want to see some some video or something prior to the yes. Porik, would they? Or yeah, that'd be a great idea. That'd be a really good idea to have videos already made so that. It, people can pre you know that are going to bid online that can, they can see them yeah i'd agree i'd agree uh joanne yeah some people will want to be there to see the ponies there's no doubt about that before they buy them yeah it won't um suit everybody i can see probably myself as well in that respect yeah. but what you're saying there about when they enter their pony if it's in the photograph or a video of it a video more so would you believe it we have that facility on our website but very mm-hmm. few people take up on it now i don't know what more we can do really? to tell them yeah i don't know mm-hmm. but you know it's often said to me like you know if they're selling somewhere else they have videos and photographs up but then if they're selling somewhere else and not coming to our sale to, to a sale what i'm trying to say is i suppose when they're into for clifton they're bringing them to the sale they have the auctioneer who's going to work for them there will be buyers there so i i suppose that's why some of them are relaxed about not maybe yeah. sending in a video or a photograph whereas if they're selling on somewhere else they, they they're pushing it to sell to the person through a video but i think maybe they should catch on a bit more they you know we find a lot of things have have caught on in clifton sales over the years from turnout of ponies to you know condition of ponies to all these things and i think this is another thing that people sellers i'm talking about now here need to maybe step up a gear on here and send in a photograph we have the facilities no trouble to us to put up on the on the online catalog or a video and um, it will help there's no doubt few people have done it down the years not many pity but the ones that have done it actually i think by and large they have sold i know. also think poor sellers, probably about 50 percent they'd be an older seller in age yeah, I'd agree. and they yeah. find it quite hard to you know to send in a photo you know, something we yeah. a younger person mm. would find quite easy. The older seller just mm. wouldn't have that technology, you know, to be able to send it over. Something simple if they were to have someone to help them to, to send yeah, things. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. There's nothing worse yeah. than a bad photograph, you know. <laughs> nothing worse yeah. than a bad photograph also, or a bad video. Post, Post-COVID now, I think people might be aware that not everyone will travel and more people might potentially buy remotely from home. So it might give them that incentive to get their neighbour or their, their relative to take that video or photo. Yeah, I'd agree. To help with the sale, yeah. Well, things will change. There's no doubt there's going to be changes. When we look at, um, I suppose, what's in demand, and this is for both of you, what what, what do you think? From my point of view, I think to buy, I buy every type of pony. I don't just restrict myself to one type. Um, there's customers for every type. Uh, we are a show jumping family, so we produce show jumping ponies. But we also have eventers, working hunters, show ponies, You'll have a buyer for every type. 
So I I think what's popular is kind of if you keep a range of different ponies, um, they'll all sell. But there's no, Joanna, you seen anything Trump? Are you seeing a real demand in more jumping ponies than, or is there real demand in a nice show pony? Or really, there's demand in everything if it's a nice pony? I think there's a demand for everything. Um, Like a good pony and a a flashed up pony at the sales always sell. Yeah. Yeah. But for myself, I have to kind of find that because that foreign buyer coming in to buy that one pony is going to pay the world for that pony. Um, you have to kind of look behind, you know, the, the scruffy mane and the, the dirty coat and find the pretty pony behind all that. For me as a seller, you have to have, you have to have, look behind all of that. But, yeah, but the one, I do agree with you. There was a couple of years there where it was really broken and ridden ponies that the most customers coming to Clifton were buying. But then that all changed in the last few years again. And we seem to have more customers now for yearling fillies and yearling colts and mares and the whole thing you know a bit like what joanna saying there's a customer for everything now and there's a customer for every age and every type from the light bone pony to the old-fashioned yeah. pony to the 13 2 to the 15 1 you Absolutely. know but the, we, 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 we did have a while there a few years back where the most ponies that were selling were broken and ridden or three or four year olds that would be going down that road there was a bit of a, a, a stop on the breeding and on the, the in hand and all that for a while and then it just kicked off again and you found it with the folds so the lift and the price of folds in the October sales where there was a couple of October sales that were very poor and now they've taken mm. off again but um, they really have no, it's, for folds. it really has it's a, it's a pity mm. about the whole virus because the whole the, the whole pony thing was just going the right way for the last yes, yeah. 12 to 18 months, yeah. you know, just going the right way. And Pork, Pork what, are, what are the sales toppers the last few sales? Uh, they have been mainly broken and ridden ponies. All right, Jan, five and six-year-olds are, you know, they're seven and eight thousand. And um, they're, I think they're nearly all broken and ridden, even though a nice three-year-old unbroken gelding, maybe a dun. Of course, the dun seem to have taken over for the last 10 years now. Whatever it is about mm. duns, they're, you know, dun ponies are... Get, they're getting a bit more money, even done folds. They're all and done yearlings. They are are making uh, so more money than bays and braves. What would a done fold get roughly? The cold fold there last year at three one and two and a half and two six and two seven. Wow. In a cold, there's more. There seems to be more people for colds in the line of folds than fillies. But fillies have um, um, moved up compared to a few years ago. It was um, it was tricky enough to sell some filly folds a few years ago. Light ones or small ones or Youngish foals are not that desirable looking. They were down a very small money and a few of them didn't get bids at all, but that has all changed as well. So again, there's customers for even the worst of the foals in the October sales now compared to, but the nice strong foal or the colt especially that's making good gelding. He's coming to nicer money now than he was before. Mm. And um, actually you'd wonder some of the prices I've paid, you'd wonder how they do make money again as three-year-olds because by the time mm. they have them at three, but there is something about the done pony, especially the real, the real golden done. Uh, when they come into the sales ring, there's a lot of hands out for them, a lot of hands, and uh, mm. they seem to make uh, kind of a premium price. But, um, that might change yet again too someday. So this is a bit. Of, I suppose this is a bit of a crystal ball question, but based on COVID and everything seems to have been going in the right direction. And and from what I see across sort of Facebook and Dundee and sales, trade is still happening quite well now, but. If we fast forward to the back end of the year or into next year, what do you both think is going to happen on the back of a potential recession globally? What, what do you think the shift will be on prices and demand? Well, I think 
over, especially over the past few weeks. I think keep sitting at home and looking for more ponies. I think it's been busier than ever since the lockdown happened and people are are looking for ponies. But, but do you think that, do you think they, they have that little bit more money now because they're not going out and they're not maybe spending as much? But but if you fast forward to the back end of the year, do you think that will continue or do you think maybe it's hard I to think, tell? I think they have the time at the moment to be producing. I think that's why it's part of the reason why it's been so busy. Um, it's hard yeah. to tell by the end, at the other end of the year when it's winter time and people often sell off their whatever they have in. So it's, it is hard to tell how it'll go towards the end of the year, but it's been it's really busy at the moment. Yeah, the, the thinking would be that um, with any form of recession, that ponies will get hit because they're you know a sort of a commodity. But um, I think we're going to balance this recession that may arrive or come in the world when, mm-hmm. in relation to the price of ponies with the numbers of ponies. We don't have the numbers of ponies that we had in Ireland the last time there was a recession and there was a fair flop. I think uh, a lot of ponies have been sold this year last year and they've moved on a bit and this, the trade was good before the the coronavirus and i think that will stand to it a bit anyway i think it will help us and i think it will stop it from being a complete flop for ponies because i don't think the numbers of ponies are going to be in it i think they're going to get scarce enough so that should yeah. keep up yeah. the trade from what you were saying earlier there's more demand globally anyway for the ponies so it shouldn't get to the point yeah that's what i think will balance it i think yeah that's exactly Mm. what i think i think that's what will balance and then on the just going back to outside of uk and ireland um what what again do you think you mentioned some of the markets um what else is growing or are there other markets beyond the ones that are coming to the sales at the moment or joanne that you're dealing with that you think there's opportunities to promote the the pony further to i don't know usa or or anywhere else? Absolutely. Um, I have clients out in the USA and I think they just need that slowly the Connemara Pony is being introduced out there. I do think they need a, an extra push for more shows and more more gatherings of the Connemara Pony out in the USA. They love them. They're very popular. They just need more ponies out there. There's plenty of buyers that are looking for them. They just need more shows to kind of promote the pony in the USA. Porig, um, USA, then any, any buyers ever dialed in or bought from the USA? Twice, from I think. I, twice ponies have been sold out of Clifton to the USA. I think sometimes the transport, uh, the price of the transport can let down the, the deal. Some of these people, I think maybe if they haven't it worked out in advance, how much it's going to cost them to transport the, the pony. Um, the, you know, they're buying it and buying it and the idea is there and they want to kind of marry a pony. And next thing, they sometimes fall off. Sometimes fall off when it comes down to the the price of the, for getting it shipped. The, what sort of cost po- are you looking at for shift, uh, for shipping to the US for a pony? For a gal, yeah. it's 7000 and for mare, it's 13000 Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what it is. Roughly. Yeah. So that's, Roughly that's, in the round. Yeah. yeah. There, was, uh, there used to be an age thing then if there were less than, pony was less than, was it 512 days, sort of a year and a half, and there was no quarantine or something, and... Of course, America, as we all know, is so vast. It depends on where you're going to as well. So mm-hmm. there could be another couple of thousand there. So you could be, yeah, you could be into Anthem from it's 7 to 13. That's, yeah, it is big money. Well, it is. Some of them haven't figured out in advance. And then the price of the pony is 5,000 or something. And then they find out that the price of the transport and the shipping and quarantine or whatever. And then, it puts, mm. and then they kind of wonder, I think, sometimes, you know, so that's going to be a problem. We never really found out how much it cost to ship the ponies to Korea that time, but I know it was collapsing. Oh, yeah. 
you know, I know it was colossal money. It would have been a lot. And so for anyone listening um, who is potentially thinking about buying in August or interested in this, maybe, Joanne, because you've shipped quite a bit uh, internationally, can you give a guidance on pricing? So you've mentioned the USA. What, what, What are you talking for the UK and what are you talking for maybe Scandinavia or other European countries? Depending on whereabouts, south of England, it, it's approximately 350 euro and over to the east. It could be a little bit more depending on where they are. When you okay. head up to Sweden, you're closer to a thousand euro if you're going north. Germany would be okay. seven to 800 euro as well. But some of the transport companies do good deals. If you're buying a couple of ponies, they will do a better deal for you. If you're bringing a few ponies in the same trip. France, I know, is very expensive because you're going south and it's a long trip for the ponies. So uh, Spain would also be the same. But like that, the same again, if you're buying a couple, it's nearly worth your while to buy more ponies than to just buy one individual one. So again, someone listening in now and is considering and they're listening from Europe, they could contact their transport company just to find out the pricing and get a good guidance. But it's easy enough then, Joanne, as well, to get them out. Is there anything else they should should consider? Um, Just make sure your pony is good and healthy before you leave. Um, Make sure that you're happy with your transport company. You have to have total faith in them and have make sure they have a good reputation that your your pony travels comfortably. Porik, if somebody is interested and they've looked at the pricing and they're bidding remotely, is there somebody on site um, that would do the once over or to Joanne's point that make sure the pony is healthy before it travels? Is there, do you offer that type of service at all or is there someone that does that? Yeah, we can do that. We have done it in the past. Someone can have a look at the pony in the yard. They can take a photograph of the pony first and send it off from there and then if they haven't sent a photograph in advance to the seller. I've often got calls maybe about a pony that's entered and could I ask that person, the seller, we say a week or two before the sale to send a couple of photographs or a video of that pony to somebody that cannot attend but has an interest in it. I've done that. Sometimes it's come to nothing. Sometimes they've ended up buying the pony. They bring in. The, the telephone bidding is great for them because they we, we get a, a, a mobile number off the people and we ring them just a lot or two before the pony is coming into the sales ring. And then we ring them when it's in the sales ring and they can hear the bidding nearly and they can guide you along. It's just like being there themselves. But going back to, going back to the transport, yeah, there's a couple of very good transport companies in Ireland, and um, most of them are come to Clifton there and bring ponies away. And um, they're all much of a muchness, a uh, bit of a deal, all right, if you have a couple of ponies. But they would be in prices for England, France. That's exactly what Joanne said. But again, with a couple of ponies, the price is a bit cheaper. But it's not bad, really, you know, to, you know, like I often think about it like, you know, a pony from the sales ring in Clifton to somewhere in Holland, 700 euros, somewhere in Sweden, eight or 9,000, somewhere in part of England, 300. <laughs> it's not bad in some mm. respects, you know. And just if, again, if people are listening and they've been thinking about Connemara's and they've done their research and maybe they can't travel, if they want to find out a little bit more about the opponent getting checked, can they contact you directly or what's the best way? Oh, they can. They can contact the sales. No problem. They can contact me. They can contact the sales. They can send an email. They can contact us on Facebook. There's no problem. They get plenty inquiries. Some of them want a guide on prices. Some of them are looking for somebody to look at a pony for them. Somebody is interested in a certain type of breeding. They always show up at the sale. You might contact me and tell me if it's by X, Y, or Z. Yeah, and I do a lot with myself, and um, I enjoy yeah. it, actually. No, it's funny because I see sometimes people chatting on Facebook, and I've always wanted to go, and you know, people sit on it a little bit. But the point is, as well, you're approachable. If anyone has any questions, they can contact you. They're not committing to buying, but they're just inquiring. And 
the best oh, way yeah. to start no. thinking about doing yeah. it is just to reach out to you and ask the questions. That's right. It might happen this year, then it might, it might be next year again. You'd hear from <laughs> that person again, you know, not a problem yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Just going on to maybe our last little area is around anyone selling their ponies and thinking around COVID. The, the, this weekend sale, unfortunately, was cancelled. But Porg, any, any tips for somebody obviously wanting to get the best price possible? Um, and they're considering selling it through your sales. What what what's the best way for them to prepare and sell through you and get the best price for their pony? Well, we really think now that people should send us a photo or a video of the pony, and we'd put okay. it up on the website. And we really think that there isn't enough of people doing that by any means. And I can't understand some of the people myself that aren't doing it. And I know there's some older people out there, and some people mightn't mightn't be as handy with phone even for taking the video or the photograph of others but um and there's nothing worse than getting a, a bad video or a bad photograph of a, of a pony that won't do it any justice you, you know that's not good the turnout of a pony has really has really um got better coming to clifton over the last 10 years really has got better now and there's a couple of guys there that were you know very good hand at it and they seem to know exactly the right condition of a pony and it doesn't take a lot they do them for shows it doesn't take a lot to get them done for a sale you know, if it's only brushing out the mane and the tail and having the hoof done and a bit of hoof oil on them and a nice tidy head collar and a lead, you know, rather than just having nothing or having them, you know, too, a pony too fat actually sometimes is worse than a thin pony for trying to sell it because, mm. you know, some it's, it's hiding some of the faults and they cannot move correctly and they're all wrong. So, you know, over obese pony sometimes can be harder sold than a pony that's a little bit lighter weight. But if you can try and have the pony in just the best condition you can have it without having it obese and it's nicely turned out insofar as mane and tail you don't need to wash it some of the times of years doesn't suit for washing ponies maybe for the sales but you know a good brush out is a great job and the hoofs very important because it can turn people off right away and you don't have to hoof file but if it's hoof file on them it can smarten off a bit and a bit of the mm-hmm. spray in the mane and tail and the most thing i find now though is to have the pony walking nice because Okay. good ponies coming through at times and they're not handled and you know it's yep. turning off a lot of people from buying them especially any of the foreigners won't buy them because if they see they're hard to handle they think they're hard to handle for the transporter they don't want to be arriving in their yard that way so ponies that's a little bit um hyperactive are not handled don't really get the right price i, I think they're kind of i've seen it a good few times where ponies mm-hmm. some of them haven't got bids to a pint and they'd be good ponies if they were settled down and if they were calmed down, if the right hands had mm. them for a couple of weeks for a sale. But you know, running them loose is nearly a thing of the past, you know, between health and safety and everything. But like people cannot see a pony if it's agitated or if it's, you know, even if you kind of touch it or go near it in the pen, like there's something wrong. And that's that's not good. I know some people have again haven't the means or whatever, but I think it's something that's kind of going away with the fairies a bit. And I think it'll eventually go that you'll have to have your pony nice smart head colour and be able to walk it for somebody to see it walk and trot maybe outside and walk it back in again and be able to put it into a stable or a pin be able to go in and catch it and take it out rather than what you see in some cases with some of them not many but some of them and then ran into the ring loose and mm. you know the pony could be a good type of an animal if you had a bit of hand but they look wild they do and the foreigners will not buy them some of the Irish won't buy them mm. either, but other foreigners won't mm. buy them because there's even a problem with transporting them and loading them and unloading them and they won't have that, you know. Mm. So the real trick is just to have the pony looking as good as you can. A little bit of a brushing can make an awful difference, believe it or not. To brush out a mane and brush out a tail itself 
can just make the pony look a lot different than if it's just any old way. That's so whilst people say. are at home more, whilst people are at home more with COVID, this is their chance to actually handle them a little more. They haven't yeah. till August anyway, and that's going to drive hopefully a higher price for them when it comes to the sale. It most definitely will. There's no doubt about that. There'll be a lot more people interested in the pony. I see them there where owners walk them in themselves or, you know, and they, they you know, they're in the ring and they're, talking away to the pony and to do what they want for them inside in the ring, mm. even with a crowd around and, and the auctioneer shouting in front of them and it'll stand and it'll walk and it'll steer forward and it'll stand square and it'll do all, you know, that pony will always make more money. And it might sometimes mm. it mightn't be as good as money as the one that'll come in loose later on. Certain people just won't touch the, the mad pony. Even Sorry, for the pony ahead. itself on the day, it's such a busy day for them. If they have their handler beside them, they kind of, you know, it's a bit of reassurance for the pony too. Of course. It's very stressful for someone. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens then and then you have accidents and all do it. Yeah. And Joanne, do, any tips now for, for, for you to anyone selling their ponies and what they should do in, in light of, say, the sale coming up in August? What I would say is just be completely honest about the pony. Although they're green, um, they have to be safe. Uh, like after all, they are kids riding ponies. If they're broken riding, make sure they're totally safe before bringing them off to sales because people are, are buying these ponies for children. And just, just have them, as Borek said, as calm as you can have them on the day. Joanne, um, so what would, what would your tip be then with regards to the catalogue and, and how people uh, promote their pony? I would say for the catalogue, if you could add in, if you're selling your pony, what a two-fault status is. Because as a buyer, if you have to leave the ringside, you're missing ponies. And if you have to go into the office to check the who-fall status in the back of the passport, um, it's really it's wasting time and you're missing ponies that are in the ring at the time at least if you're at home you're looking at your catalogue you can mark off which ones you want and you can see all their information in front of you uh, Cora, do you yeah. find more people asking yeah I was going to actually do you find more people asking about who holds status then is that something that will be standard yeah, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd say has, about 90% of people ask about who fall it's very important nowadays yeah yeah it was slow to start but uh, all ponies under the age that are should be tested and that's not on the catalogue, um, people are definitely asking why it's not. And it looks sometimes omitted indirectly. It does. But, by the, yeah. but it doesn't look great sometimes to have no. a three-year-old Billy for sale and no hoof-all status. And, um, it looks better if you just add it in. Yeah, it does. You know, and it's yeah. there and it's, it's part of it anymore. And we would we have the, we put it into the entry form. And it's there for people to put down. And by and large, some do, but yeah. some don't. I don't know why. But it, I can understand what Joanna's saying about having buyers having to come into the office to look at the passport, the backward, to see what the status of that pony because they haven't put it on the entry form and we haven't done the catalogue then. So um, it is a bit annoying. And, you know, I'd say people are losing out maybe on the sale of ponies by not putting it in. You know, and it's not the end of the world if it's a carrier, you know, depending on the pony. So I don't know what people are afraid of. You know, if they think by not putting it down, if they're a carrier is a problem. You know, I'd put it down, be truthful about it and take it from there. I think especially um, people will soon realise that if it's a gelding and if it's a carrier, it doesn't make a difference to the animal. He's never going to be bred from. That's right. I think that'll that'll be a huge, important thing when people realise that, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Thank you to both of you for joining. Um, Really appreciate it. And Porik, best of luck with the sale and... Cork, to wrap up for anybody who wants to find out more or uh, look into selling a pony, they're best to go to your Facebook page or the website. Yeah, info at connemaraponysales.com is the email or connemaraponysales.com website 
or Connemara Pony Sales on Facebook. Brilliant. Joanne, just for anybody who might be looking for a pony or interested in thinking about getting one, how might they get in touch with you? Um, if you you can find me on um, Facebook, Joanne Hannigan, or else I have another site um, on Facebook also, Cavalot Sport Horses, and I'm also on Instagram. They're very contactable. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you to both of you. Really appreciate it. And I, I find it a really interesting topic. And I hope to talk to you again in the future, probably in advance of the August sales. Maybe we can do a profile of what's coming up. No problem. Yeah. Delighted. Okay. Thank you.